Hello, this is Fed965, that's F-E-D-965, and welcome to Baby Blue Viper. Uh, happy Friday, everyone. Yes, it's Friday. Hope everyone's Friday's off to a fantastic start. I know mine is. Yes, it is. I am currently uh, sipping on a glass of water. Yes, some water. I'm actually drinking out of a beer mug here. That would be the Real Madrid emblazoned beer mug. Oh, yeah. Just moving right along here. I am currently wearing a dark green shirt, blue sweatpants, black sandals with white logos. Oh, yeah. And I uh, just got a lot to get to today on this beautiful Friday. Blue skies over here. There's definitely blue skies over here. And remember, wherever you are, if there are clouds, remember, once you go high enough, you go through those clouds, what do you have above, no matter where you are? Blue skies. So there's always blue skies if you go high enough. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Um, so anyways, um, so I got a, I just wanted to, to point out that, um, yesterday got a comment from, uh, Juan. Juan, um, was, um, you know, he was astute enough and, um, you know, to, to, to see that there had been some discrepancy. There's a little discrepancy in yesterday's podcast regarding, the amount of um you know damages awarded to uh Johnny Depp and Amber Heard I had mistakenly said that Amber Heard had received 5 million in her uh in her counter you know in her counter claim there um but in fact it looks like it was 2 million um so I just wanted to clear that up and um also I had said 15 million was awarded to Johnny Depp and uh, apparently that's true, but um, there is, uh, I think it was, there's some sort of a statutory uh, limit or something. They, I think that's what Juan said. Um, and so, in fact, he uh, was only awarded uh, 10.25. I think that's what uh, Juan said. It was 10.25 million awarded to um, to Johnny. Um, so I just wanted to to clarify that and I thank you so much Juan for uh, pointing that out for us um, you know that's really really great work there um, by the way you know on this whole topic of Johnny Depp and Amber Heard I don't want to go into deeply into it but you know um, as I'm sure you've uh, you're aware you know and it's been uh, this trial has really been uh, politicized and um, to an extent that I myself am, you know, completely shocked. You know, I really am. Um, I don't want to name names here, but, um, you know, I had read some articles yesterday um, regarding the outcome of the trial and um, how this would, um, uh, you know, this would be used as a... Um, you know, as as a blow to um uh to 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 women's rights and to 
as a blow to survivors of uh, of sexual abuse. Um, I you know I some I read some articles to this extent, and um, you know I just wanted to say that you know first of all we all need to have uh, you know keep uh, cool heads here in this situation. I know people are angry on either side right now. People are angry on the left and the right right now about everything. There's everyone's angry and it looks like everyone's just finding an excuse to just to be more angry um so i don't want to go into deeply about this but um you know uh, johnny depp um was uh was uh you know found to be a uh you know the 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 victim in this situation um you know so uh I think it's important just to keep that in mind and you know just these these angry articles have been written on you know you know just um kind of just uh fanning the flames here and just you know politicizing this issue and you know when this issue is just really about uh it's just really about Amber Heard and Johnny Depp that's you know what this case was about um about the relationship that they had um, and which was found to be, you know, a, an abusive relationship. And, you know, um, it's just, it's really hard to understand why um, uh, people are using this as, a, you know, as some textbook example of a, of a grander issue. It's, um, I understand the sentiment to a degree, but, um, you know, it's, you also, you can't, uh, always be pushing a narrative and not and not um you know um see what's right in front of you where you have a case which was you know found in a court of law here that um that there was um you know that Johnny Depp was uh, defamed here and was found to be the you know the victim in this uh in this situation so it's very important um that um and we take that into account. Now, I'm not saying that there's no, you know, truth to the to the grander narrative of of uh, you know uh, women's rights being under attack. I'm not saying that there's no truth to that because uh, I think there is truth to that. Um, but uh, but to to make every single case uh, just be emblematic of that, I think is going way too far. And I think what you're going to see is you're just going to see both sides just getting angrier and angrier at each other. And, you know, if if you can't find, um, you know, some kind of common ground here um, and if you can't see where, um, you know, where a trial, you know, f you know, there was a trial and when someone was found a victim, you it's I think it's very it's very dangerous to then, you know, that very same day in the media, you know, just saying, well, that in fact that person isn't the victim, you know, and in fact that person is, you know, the um the perpetrator or, you know, the bad guy when they were just found to have been the victim. I think that's a very slippery slope. I mean, what are we doing here? You know, if you can't if you can't, if someone's found to be a victim and you're just then saying, well, then they're, they're not the victim and that's just completely uh, BS. Um, okay, so 
so you, what you're saying here, you're saying a few things. What you're also saying is that whatever happens in a court of law doesn't matter. And I know, and I know that there are, uh, you know, millions of examples where courts of law have been, um, you know, have have found the wrong person to be guilty, and uh, you know, and that's that's definitely happened. So I get it. But if you're gonna always say that that that's always the case, okay? So the it's always the case that the wrong person is found innocent or guilty. If that's what you're saying, well then. Um, what's the point to you know having trials? What's the point to to have any kind of uh, rule of law? Is that what what we're saying here at this point? Um, if it is, then uh, wow, we are just getting in into way deep waters here. I mean, we're getting real deep, and that's fine with me. It's definitely fine with me if we want to go that deep. You know, this is baby blue viper, and we're all about going deep. But um, I just want to point that out. I was just a little astounded by the um, the lack of any kind of uh, restraint, you know, and any kind of um, perhaps taking a step back and saying, well, you know, the court of law found this person to have been a victim. What, maybe they found that for a reason. You know, they had a trial. <laughs> They had a trial here, um, and it was found that, that that Johnny Depp was a victim. So to immediately disregard all of that and say, nope, uh, in fact, uh, he is the perpetrator. So you're just discounting the trial, okay? <clears throat> you're just discounting the rule of law. And you're just saying that, well, that that means absolutely nothing. And that this person, you know, who's been found to have been a victim is, in fact, you know, a bad guy, the victim. Imagine what, you know, Johnny Depp must feel. You know, it's just, it's kind of, it's mind-blowing. I'm sorry, I mean, you know, I'm ranting about this, but I'm just astounded. You know, this guy was just found to have been a victim. Um, he's, you know, he's shown, the evidence has been out there. He's shown the evidence in court of law, and he was found to have been the victim. And then you, you're getting, you know, articles that same day accusing him of not being a victim, of being the, the, the bad guy, and how this is a blow to, uh, to, uh, to women's rights. And it's like, well, imagine what he feels. He's probably just like, well, he's probably just relieved that he, you know, was found to have, you know, that the truth came out. But I can't even imagine, like, if you're the victim in a situation and then suddenly you're found in a court of law to, you know, that to have been the victim. And then you're just getting all these articles written about you saying, well, that that was all that that was all nonsense, that the whole trial was a, a sham. It's like, whoa, Jesus. It's like, you know, you're just giving you're just making his life way harder. And it's it's just astounding. But, you know, like I said, I totally understand that people are angry. I want to make that very clear. I totally get it that people on both sides here are angry. Um, you know, people are still reeling from uh, Roe v. Wade, this uh, the possible overturning, though this hasn't been, it hasn't happened yet. Remember that it hasn't happened yet. There was a leaked uh, draft of an opinion, if I'm not mistaken, that that said that it looks that it that it was going to be overturned. But that that's we haven't had any updates here recently, so we don't know what's going on with that, to be honest. But it seems like it could possibly be overturned. So I get it that, you know, 
that um that uh people are scared um you know that uh that there is that this is a huge blow to 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 women's rights and um uh i get it i definitely get it because you know i've said it before and i'll say it again i am pro-choice so uh i i definitely get it that um that uh there the sentiment that uh that women's rights are under attack and like i said totally totally get it uh but that does not mean that every single case is uh emblematic of that okay you have to judge each case on the facts all right and i'm not gonna just disregard every single case that happens right now as you know a sham no way uh I mean, there there are professionals here at work. You know, the lawyers are pros. Yeah, this is a this is a this happened. The judge here, that I mean, they had experts. This is a real case. This is not like a mock trial here in high school. So you can't just disregard all of that and say that that didn't mean anything and that that person is in fact the perpetrator when they were found to be the victim. It's just. Because what you're doing is you're just creating, you know, a more polarized environment, you know, and where nobody finds any common ground where because they can't even rely on the law. You see what I mean here? So if you can't even rely on that, then it's just all out. Uh, it's a it's a free for all, you know, that's what it is. And, you know, I just wanted to, to talk about that for a second here because it's it's just something we need to be very aware of. And uh, you got to be. You got to try to keep a uh, cool heads here because you can't just disregard every single court trial if it doesn't fit your narrative, whatever that narrative may be. Okay. On the left, on the right, in the center, up and down and side to side. You know what I mean? You can't disregard every single court case because it doesn't fit a narrative. You can't be pushing the your narrative or your ideology so hard that it that you completely don't see what's in front of you okay because it then that discredits your narrative completely because then other people are just like well this there's no there's no kind of logic there's no kind of reason or rhyme to your narrative so it's not real it's just a, a made-up bs narrative see that's what happens if you're not um if you're not paying attention to what's in front of you and if you're just you know pushing your narrative that without any regard to uh to the to the you know to the react to the reality of the world is that's that's what i'm trying to say here so just something to keep in mind just something to keep in mind but that's enough of that again thank you to juan for pointing that discrepancy out in regards to the damages awarded and um i hope i didn't drag on too much on there too long but it was just i just needed to get that off my chest as i had just seen a lot of articles that really astounded me with um their uh their lack of um of sympathy towards somebody who had been found to be a victim okay there's a first there's a lack of sympathy of human sympathy okay for someone who's just been found to be a victim and was in you know in an abusive relationship that's the first thing so so i'm just really really shocked by that um and second of all um if the lack of um of uh this the lack of uh, any kind of uh 
of any kind of uh, uh, I'm, I'm missing the word right here I'm missing the word but the lack of restraint okay the lack of restraint and the lack of being able to to just take a step back for a second okay and breathe that's all anyways by the way yesterday i remember i mentioned that i had to work on the insincorator for a second and uh you know i found i disassembled the insincorator and i found the cause of the issue it was not a spoon it was not a knife it was not a fork it was a rock can you believe that there was a rock in the insincorator i really have no idea how a rock fell down the drain you know, I don't know how the rock got in the sink there, but there was a rock in the insincorator. But luckily, I was able to, you know, I was very careful. You always want to make sure, remember, you uh, you go you to your circuit breaker and make sure you uh, you flip that uh, flip that switch into off position. Flip that uh, that breaker before you do any kind of work on the insincorator. This obviously goes, uh, the same thing applies to any kind of, uh, you know, electrical um issue anything that has to do with electricity you want to make sure that the power is turned off but especially an insincorator when you're putting your hand down there um because if you're not careful yeah bye bye hand okay um so um but anyways there was a rock in there and i uh, got that and next thing i just wanted to mention i checked the the psi of the pool motor yesterday and it was a little high. Yep. It was, I'd say, two, uh, two, uh, two PSI above um, the ideal level that I try to keep it at. It was around uh, 16 PSI. And, you know, I try to shoot for a uh, 14 PSI on the high end, 14 to 13 range. Um, and I would say this would be because we had, um, you know, a, a small thunderstorm um, a few days ago. And every time there's a small or any kind of a thunderstorm, uh, small or large, uh, the PSI of the motor will go up. And this has to do with, uh, you know, physics, more water being, you know, put through the, the motor, more pressure building up in the in the motor there. So, um, so I had to, um, you know, perform a... Um, some uh, maintenance there on the on the motor started with um you know back washing the 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 filter there so yeah that's just yeah you flip a few switches and yeah yeah it uh it gets the motor running through with a backwash configuration so it cleans out the filter there and then after you do about 30 seconds of backwash then you want to flip everything into a rinse and then you do a you rinse out the filter afterwards for about 30 seconds and that you know takes care of everything and it, what it also does is it um is it lowers your psi any kind of build up in pressure right there that happened once you do the backwash yeah it's like you're releasing all that pressure out okay so it's very important to do so you release that pressure backwash it at the same time you're cleaning the filter there you know you're getting all the backwash out and then you rinse it up. You want to rinse there the filter, okay? And then you put it back into your regular filtration setting, all right? And with that, I brought that was able to to bring back the psi to uh to about a uh, thirteen. I think we're running at thirteen pounds per square inch at the moment, and um, that's just ideal. That's exactly where we want to be. Yeah, that's exactly where we want to be. Oh yeah.
and uh, and that's working just fine right now. And uh, also, um, along with um, you know this increase in PSI, what I also found in the in the uh, the filter basket there was two dead field mice. Yep, I said it. Two dead field mice. Um, this also happens in uh, thunderstorms. Um, they uh, the mice find their way into the pool. They get washed up in the pool, and um, you know eventually they make their way into the filter basket here. So there were two dead field mice from uh, from the storm. So it was unfortunate, um, but um, but they were uh, you know removed from the filter basket. And now everything is um, back up and running as uh, as it should be, as it should be. So I just wanted to mention that. Um, I also wanted to mention today, you know, give you an update on Real Madrid here. Um, that um, so we had um, so Chelsea. I'm reading from ESPN. Uh, this is, uh, I think, yesterday's uh, news. Chelsea's Antonio Rodiger joins Real Madrid on a free transfer. Um, this is fantastic news. He's a solid player, and most importantly, we uh, we got him on a free transfer. This is very important, a free transfer. So uh, there's a lot of lessons to be learned with this. Um, most of all, we got a new player. Uh, very important to always be on the lookout for new players to strengthen up... Um, you know all positions those that's always needs to be done and also uh, one always has to be taken into account uh how this is going to affect the the wallet situation okay very important always to have this account and so we got an excellent player on a free transfer okay very good news a lot of lessons here to be learned um, by the way, also received news from an industry insider um, that um, uh, that it seems that Gabriel uh, Solina, who is an 18-year-old keeper for, uh, I think it's the Chicago Fire, if I'm not mistaken, um, is, um, is hoping to find an agreement with Real Madrid um, to, uh, to go to the club. So this would be excellent as our current keeper, the Belgian wall, uh, Courtois, an, a, a phenomenal player, but he's getting on in years. So it's always good to have a young keeper on the sideline. Um, and uh, look at the, and an American. Can you believe that? An American going to Real Madrid, um, possibly going to Real Madrid. I don't know if he would be the first American in Real Madrid's history. I don't know if that's true, but one of the of the of of the few if any the first few um there i don't think there's been there's there hasn't been that many if there's been one i'm not sure i'd have to double check that um you can check that as well how many americans have played on real madrid if any but um that's just in the news there um so that's the real madrid update and moving on here oh my god it's time it's time it looks like it's time to dive and we're diving we're diving we're diving price of bitcoin today is 29,479 usd the block height is 739 
one. Oh yeah. And just uh, going right to the trending stories of the day. What do we got? What do we got? Do we have anything good? Anything good? Let's see what we got. Number one from BuzzFeed. Married people are sharing the brutally real things unmarried couples need to know before taking that step. Oh man. Oh man. Uh, uh-oh. Uh-oh. What's going on here? Seems to be a problem with the Wi-Fi. No, no. It's, uh, we're good. Number one, the most valuable piece of advice I received was, you are vowing to stay together. You are not vowing to stay the same people. Oof. Oof. Oh, yeah. Number two, don't marry the person you get along well with. Marry the person you fight well with. Oh, man. Oh, man. Number three, treat your spouse better than you treat strangers. Oh, boy. Number four, learn to let some stuff go. Number five, my advice is for couples to take a week-long car trip together before getting married. Number six, don't get married during the honeymoon phase. Number seven, make sure you know what a healthy marriage looks like. Number eight, know that it's the two of you in the relationship, not other family members. Number nine, don't compromise. Number ten, you don't have to spend every waking minute together. Number eleven, don't go into marriage thinking you can't change. Number twelve, sparks come and go. How many are there? Oh my god. Number 13, if you plan to marry someone, you need to discuss kids, religion, politics, end-of-life care, and death. Oof. Number 14, learn how to fight appropriately and go to therapy together. Uh, number 15, get comfortable sharing your sexual desires. Number 16, sometimes it's okay to go to bed angry. This is way too many. That's enough. Oh, my God. Um, so I would say that that is not a good article because it was way too many, um, way too many, uh, uh, what's it called? Whatever it's rankings or way too many there's just way too much going on right there number two from today no one signed a bullied boys yearbook then one message changed everything oh we ran over this yesterday this is about brody yeah um you can um uh listen to yesterday's podcast if you'd like to know more about that story number three the wall street journal a 16 year old boy was arrested for plotting mass shooting bombing at california high school uh -oh. i do not have a subscription here so i don't think we'll be able to check this out uh, but the teenager had tried to recruit other students to carry out the attack in Berkeley, police said. Oh, boy. Number four from CNBC. New CNN boss has a message for staffers. Cool it with the breaking news banner. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I didn't know that there was a new CNN chief. New CNN chief Chris uh, Leicht, or leaked told CNN staffers Thursday that the network uses its breaking news banner too often. Uh-oh, he's laying down the law. Late mission, along with his bosses at Warner Brothers uh, Discovery, is to brand CNN as less sensationalist. Leak says CNN will evaluate reorganizing divisions and leadership, but will move slowly with any changes given the amount of transition the news network has already undergone in recent months. Yeah, well, they got to do something. You know, they got to do something. Um, so, yeah. Um, that's that, you know. And, um... Uh, you know, for, let's let's just briefly, very briefly, talk about um, uh, this idea of uh, of guiding stars, because you know, especially now in this time of uh, you know madness and chaos, where everyone's politicizing absolutely everything, um, you know, on both sides, on both sides, uh, everything's being politicized, and. Um, so it's very hard to um, to find one's, you know, you know, the proverbial North Star, you know, like a guiding star by which to um, to sail through this, um, 
you know these times this uh these times the very turbulent times you, you want to find a, a way to you know to keep your bearings you gotta it's how you uh you know how you you find your course you gotta you gotta chart your course through through these times and it's always good to have some kind of guiding star but the question is what is your guiding star in times like this where you know it doesn't seem like anyone has their has their heads on right here uh, well this is what i would say i would say that first of all you have to of course uh, you're one of you let's say you can't ever forget about your gut you know yourself here you have to be able to guide yourself okay that's very important um, because if you can't trust yourself then you're you got a lot of things to work on here um, there's bigger issues so number one is uh, you got to be able to trust yourself yeah okay so trust yourself that you can find a way through uh through this madness and through all this um politic politi politization is that is that how you say that politicization you got to trust yourself and trust your own conscience and trust you know your heart and uh and your gut so that's number one you got to trust yourself number two instead of having only one guiding star why don't you uh let's do this why don't we have uh multiple guiding stars depending on the situation okay then let's uh, let's do that um so depending on the situation you know you can uh look to uh, another person to you know to to guide you or to help you uh find your course through a situation all right so um, that can be your friends your family your neighbors your coworkers. Um, you know, it can be anyone who you, um, um, trust to, uh, to be able to, uh, to, you know, to, um, to steer a course through a situation. So that's why I say multiple people, because, you know, everyone has different experiences, has different expertise. Okay. So it, let's just take it, you know, in, um, like a woodworker. Okay. I, I personally have, uh, you know, have done a you know quite a bit of woodworking in my time uh, you know i've worked as a woodworker so uh that's why i just i'm i'm talking about woodworking for a second here um but uh, the question the point being in a situation where where there's uh you know some woodworking to be done um you're going to uh you know and you don't have any woodworking expertise or very little well you're going to look to the person with the most woodworking expertise to show you, you know, how to uh, get the job done, right? Okay, very basic. Um, so in that situation, your guiding star to figure out that, um, you know, that situation would be the person with the most woodworking expertise around you, right? That's who you would go to, uh, to, to for help to ask how to solve this woodworking dilemma, whatever that may be. You're not going to go to the person with no woodworking expertise who's never picked up a saw, right, or, or a hammer. And you're not going to ask them how to, you know, how to complete this woodworking job. That's not what you do. It's very basic. Um, and I think that we can just extrapolate that same example to other parts of life, right? Same exact example. Um, so in a different situation, whatever that may be, you're going to go and you're going to seek advice you know, if you need it from somebody with an expertise 
or more experience in that realm. Okay, do you see what I mean here? Do you see what I'm trying to say? That, you know, you can find your guiding stars. They can be all around you depending on your on the situation and what that calls for. Okay? Uh, so I think that's a, a good way to approach the, these times which are extremely, extremely turbulent and extremely politicized. All right? Um, you're going to go and you're going to see who is uh, an expert or has the most experience in different areas, all right? So I just wanted to put that out there as a, as a way to, um, to get through these times where it's very difficult to chart a course and where it's very difficult to see who's got their heads on straight and who to, you know, who to look up to, who to follow in, um, in, uh, in these times. So I would say, first of all, I say again, I'm just going to reiterate it, um, look to yourself first, right? You have to look to yourself first and see what you think is the appropriate um, uh, move. What's the appropriate move in that situation? And then after that, if you can't figure it out or you need, you know, advice or help, then you look to who around you um, is has the most experience or expertise regarding that situation and then you just go outwards from that. If they're not around you in your vicinity, right? Then you look, you expand your circle. Um, that could include, you know, uh, text messages, phone calls, and then expand that circle again. That can include the internet. Okay, you see, you see that. Just but first, start from yourself, move outwards. Uh, and I think that's the, a good way to, you know, a good uh, protocol or method um, to. Uh, to get through these uh these times okay and that, that would pro those would probably that's probably some evergreen content yeah some evergreen content um that can probably apply to to any time and uh and space okay um it doesn't just have to be you know these turbulent times right now you know that same method or protocol sh uh should work a uh, hundred years from now um as it should work you know a hundred years in the past okay so so that's that and you know hope that uh hope that helps i need uh to get moving here i got a lot to get to today i gotta i gotta do some more copy editing today and i i gotta get a a good workout in here today and you know i will be releasing some extra tonight some extra uh, on my website here at www.fed965.com. That's www.fed965.com. Um, once again, it's www.fed965.com. And um, and yeah, but either way, regardless if if you check out the extra or not, um, you know, enjoy your Friday, you know, have a great Friday, wherever, wherever it is, whatever you're doing. And remember that there's always blue skies if you go high enough, okay? Pierce those clouds. Eventually there's blue skies, unless it's nighttime, of course. And then you're just, it's a whole different thing, right? Because it's night and we didn't, we don't need to go into deeply, but it's a, it's a different thing. Uh, we'll get to the night at some point here. We'll get to it. Um, but until then, you know, enjoy the day and um, and uh, and I will see you soon. Oh, I just received a text message from Monique. 
uh, and she is uh, reminding me that uh, Amber Heard was also found to be a victim in this situation, and that is why she was awarded uh, $2 million in damages. Um, this is absolutely correct. Thank you so much, Monique. I um, Yes, so um, there are two victims in this situation. Um, absolutely. Um, this is very important to remember. Um, Johnny Depp is a victim and so is Amber Heard. They are they have both been found to have been victims. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, they were both found to be victims of defamation. Um, so um, this is just uh, thank you again, Monique. Um, very important to keep in mind um, that uh, both Johnny Depp and Amber Heard were found to have been the victims in this situation and that is why they were both awarded damages um so um just wanted to to put that out there and thank you monique and we can all learn from this situation again how important it is to pick the right partners um especially in any kind of relationship um as as you know uh, things can go uh sideways uh in a blink of an eye and um, once again, thank you, Monique, for pointing this out, that they are both victims. Um, absolutely. And, you know, I again, my my main thing here is that um, I just hope everyone keeps a cool head and, uh, you know, doesn't try to overly politicize an issue. Um, and let's remember that this case is really about Johnny Depp and Amber Heard and no one else. Um, so though we may want to draw, you know, uh, inferences from this and how it fits, um, you know, other larger narratives, we really have to bear in mind that it is really only about Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, though, of course, um, it may be emblematic of uh, larger issues, but that doesn't mean that it necessarily is emblematic, okay? In the end, we need to remember that um, there are two victims here, and that would be Johnny Depp and Amber heard they are both victims okay but um i just wanted to be very clear that um we need to understand that and not just try to um um you know to blame them okay let's um let them have time to move on with their lives and um you know we need to do the same and we need to uh uh keep moving forward but of course being aware of um uh, the current political situation, but not let it, you know, completely, you know, um, overtake every aspect of our lives. So okay, it's very important. Okay, so um, just wanted to, um, to put that out there. And once again, thank you, Monique, for um, for that um, for that uh, clarification. Okay, and uh, I will see you soon.